Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Danny Wisentowski. Um, I had no clue that I could grow food in a container or a pot. That has been my mission to introduce other people, specifically black women, to the concept. Once I realized that okra um, is extremely resilient, you can almost just walk away. If anyone has followed me on social media, I call myself the okra whisperer because I'm always forcing people to try okra raw. Oh. Um, have you ever tried okra Gosh, raw? Gosh, I have no one's whispered that to me before. Yes, so. well, I am whispering <laughs> it to you now, and I hope to see you this summer. Oh, my goodness. So that I can um, force that upon you as well. It might not feel like it today, but spring is almost here. The days are getting longer and the ground has thawed. And while many gardeners and farmers are plotting out their future harvests, the reality is that gardening and farming are not always accessible to everyone. Urban farming has helped change that, but there is still a lot of work to be done to make farming and gardening inclusive and welcoming to everybody. Leah Lee is an urban farmer and founder of the group Growing Food, Growing People. She started her organization in 2019 with the goal to grow food and people through healthy food accessibility and interaction with the soil. And for the first time, she's getting ready to spend eight weeks teaching full classes in her own backyard. And Leah, we're so glad you could be with us here today. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. Your connection to farming and gardening started in a pretty unconventional way. Tell us a bit about that journey for you. Sure. Um, Yeah, very unconventional. Um, My dad passed, and um, I am his only child. So in his transition, I had to um, go and clean out his apartment, and it was full of plants. And I looked at the plants and I was just like, wow, I can't just let them die. I have to take them with me. And a majority of those plants I still have today. Wow. Can mm-hmm. you do, were, there some of, were there some that you had helped grow with him or ones that share some, some no, special connection? Not at all. So you no. didn't know this about this side of him before? No, not at all. I didn't even know he liked plants. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So where, where did you go when you were trying to kind of honor that connection with him and, and to clearly keep, keep that part of him alive? Yeah, I, um, I went straight back to the soil. Um, this was all part of, in my opinion, a divine plan. Um, this was an agreement that was made well before I arrived here. <laughs> Could you tell us some some of the plants that you that you've kept um, that that have that your father had held on to? Yeah, so of course he had the tra- the traditional peace lily, um, and then there is a, a phila philodendrium, and I really don't know the names of the other house plants. Um, I am a farmer, so I can tell you much about tomatoes and collards. You know the important things. Yes. <laughs> so so the group that you founded, Growing Food, Growing People, and, and this goal of reconnecting people with the soil, what is that connection that has been broken, and, and how are you trying to, to reconnect that? Yeah, um, 
a lot of people just do not interact with the soil at all anymore, whether it is growing food or taking hikes throughout nature. It's just... It's just not heard of. People are, uh, we live in a a very quick and fast society now. So people want things very quickly and um, miss the golden opportunities, which is right below our feet, the soil. So is it it a matter of just getting your hands dirty? Or how how did you prepare to kind of reconnect with the soil? And what do you you tell other people who are trying to do that? Yeah, um, a friend of mine, her dad introduced me to growing food on my patio And that's when I began really putting my hands in the soil. Um, I had no clue that I could grow food in a container or a pot. And um, once I realized that, that has been my mission to introduce other people, specifically black women, to the concept of growing their own food and uh, taking their families back. Tell, tell us more about that connection. You, you found that, that black women are really interested in that connection. Um, <laughs> and how, how do you make, how, how do you show them that part of themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, I show them by doing it first. Um, I have been blessed enough to uh, turn my backyard into just a sanctuary. And um, it is a place for women. So I show them by doing it. Mm-hmm. What would that that first lesson look like? Are you what what are what are you demonstrating for them? The first lesson of the series that I'm Please, yes. Yeah, um the first lesson will be about the legacy, the seed. So I will demonstrate or show them an actual seed and together we will plant we will sow that seed and watch what it produces. There's there's seems a sense of history and reconnection to something that you know we all have probably farmers or gardeners in our, our past and our lineages. Um, how do you how do you kind of show someone that that importance if maybe they've they've never grown anything or if they're like me they've tried to and just watched a plant die mm-hmm. on their desk uh, over a period of weeks? <laughs> yeah, um, I just I just build their confidence. Um, House plants. And vegetables, growing vegetables, those are two completely different experiences. Um, I'm sure that there is an, uh, a beautiful connection with houseplants, but with vegetables, you are literally putting a seed in soil, watching it grow, and then you are watching your family and your friends being nourished by what came from the soil. Yeah. There, there's a, it seems like there's a distinction between you know gardening and farming, and they both take so much intention, but they, they, they're clearly so different of, of what you're drawing out and what the connections you're making. Is, is there a difference in how you present that to your students between gardening and farming? No. I mean, farming is just a bigger space that mm. you may have. You may have a few more um, things to tend to, like livestock or um, if you're growing a bunch of an orchard of something of that sort. But gardening, you're still you're still producing. You're still growing. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we talked about you know what's new coming up in this spring in this eight week course, which is the kind of the first time you're offering you know, something of this size with a, a large with a large class or larger than you've done. Tell us a bit about, you know, what is this gardening 101 and, and how are you kind of pushing this uh, beyond maybe what people are just expecting? Yeah, it is. It's going to be an experience. It's <laughs> it is listed as an eight week course, but it, it will be an experience. I want to take people from the beginning, which is the seed 
all the way to um, having fresh farm to table, a farm to table meal. So I want to take um, these participants from the beginning to almost the end, but in my style and fashion. I want to integrate some history. I want to um, integrate some self-empowerment, some women empowerment. So it's it's going to be amazing. Mm. Tell us about some, some of the history that you're hoping to kind of build into these lessons. Yeah, I would like to talk about how some of the seeds got here, um, like the amazing okra seed. You oh. know, a lot of our ancestors planted those seeds in braids, and that's how they got here. And I would like to have those conversations and talk about how resourceful black women have been and how we can continue to show up in a resourceful way for our families and our communities just by growing our own food. Mm -hmm. Is that something that that impacted you? I mean, the sense of of looking at seeds, at plants, as as having this powerful symbolism for resilience and survival for, for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so, you know, tell us a bit more about kind of what, what your students will be doing in, in this eight-week course. There's the history part of it, but, you know, there's the practical aspect to it. Where do you, where do you begin, I guess? Yeah, we will begin in the soil. Mm-hmm. We will spend a lot of time in my backyard um, actually putting seeds in the ground and interacting, putting our hands in the soil, talking about the amazing... Uh, bugs and their benefits as well. So we're going to go deep. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm curious, you know, is there a part of this journey that you're most looking forward to? I know there's that first day where they're they're getting to know the seeds, but there, there must be something special about that, the first edible thing that they, they create out of the ground, or maybe the first time that their plant dies and they don't know why. What, what are you looking for? I am looking for a connection whether it is with the seed, whether it is with the soil, or whether it's with uh, being with a community of women, I'm looking for connections. Mm-hmm. And and those connections really go beyond just the individual gardeners, but you know, the notion of the community, kind of br- bring the community kind of into this discussion. Um, what, what are the bigger ripple effects here from from helping these individual individuals become those the gardeners they, they want to be? Yeah, um, the bigger picture is these participants take what they learn and they go home and they talk about it. They talk about it to their neighbors. They talk about it on social media and they pique the interest of people that wouldn't typically have been interested in growing tomatoes, but they had um, such a magical experience with me, they can't help but tell people. And then I just imagine a community of growers where people have taken their power back and instead of uh, spending money and going to the grocery store, they are spending time in their backyards with their families and growing food and eating together. Mm-hmm. You no, know, just a few minutes, you know, before the show, we were talking in the green room, and you were mentioning that you know the students who who've been interested so far have really all been black women and mothers. Yes. Um, what what connections are they bringing? Why you know what's brought them to this particular um, this activity and this passion? Um, I think they've just watched the relationships that I've built with women. Um, I know that it's important for women to embrace this type of lifestyle because in my opinion, um, when looking at the household, when mom is whole, 
the entire family is whole. So if I can impact mom in a holistic way by teaching her how to grow her own food for her family, how to make medicine for her family, how to breathe and meditate in her garden that she's created, then I can also send that ripple effect throughout the household. And so not only is mom impacted, but the entire family gets to benefit from the time that she spent with me during those eight weeks. You know, it just reminds me of what you were we were talking earlier in the segment where, you know, this whole thing started because you discovered something about your father, this 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 passion for gardening, mm-hmm. but you never got to have him teach those things to you. No. This and I'm I'm you know, is that part of what you're giving to these mothers or these parents that they can show their children this in a way that maybe you didn't get to experience yourself? Um, Not so much. Hmm. I think I look at it as um, we were kind of put in a system to where healthy food isn't available for us. So I would like to show moms that just because it isn't available doesn't mean that we have to stay stuck in that situation. We know that we need healthy food. Here's how you do it. And I would like to provide the tools and everything they need to go home and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, on the show, we've covered, I think, these subjects of food deserts and the mm-hmm. way that, you know, particularly these black communities have not had the food resources, not had the stores, even if you could just go and buy healthy food. Is that part of, you know, the sustainability and the community that you're building here is a response to the lack of resources? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Within a one mile radius from the corner where I serve during the spring and summer, giving out uh, free vegetables, there isn't a space for people that look like me to go and get beautiful, healthy vegetables that has not been tainted with any type of harmful chemical. Mm -hmm. So um, by empowering women to go home and drop a seed in the soil, we're kind of help. We're kind of helping fight that problem. Right now, you know, we, we're this this connection to the land. I think mm-hmm. we all we all have a sense that you know we have this in our past. But I think you're really trying to address how this connection was broken. And I think very specifically for Black women, um, you know, how do you go about repairing that? And maybe what 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 was the cause of the break? Uh, the cause of the break is systematic racism or oppression. Um, And how I will repair it is, again, empowering black women that look just like me to go into any space that they have, not just their backyard. We will find a space in your front yard. Wherever you can put a pot, we can grow some food. And that will, I believe, begin to change the trajectory of communities all across St. Louis. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Leah Lee. She's the founder of Growing Food, Growing People, and she's teaching people to connect with the soil, food, and their communities. Um, you know, Leah, you know, this this is the first time you're putting this eight-week course together, but I'm mm-hmm. curious, you know, where, you know, if you cast your mind into the future, what, what are you planting now, perhaps, and what, what do you hope to flourish from it? Yeah, my, I hope to have my own farm school. Mm. Um, where I started my garden, I want to um, turn that into a space for people to come regularly to learn about where their food comes from, how to grow their food, um, how to prepare the food that they've grown. I would love this space to be a hub for other black farmers that's in St. Louis. It's not just me. 
it's a bunch of us. Hmm. It's a bunch of us. So I would like for this to be a hub. And um, I just I want to grow food and grow with people. Tell us a bit about you know some of the particular things that you are growing. What what's some of your favorite you know vegetables or food that is coming? And and what's some of maybe some of the meaning and symbolism that that you draw from them? Yeah, um, okra is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone has followed me on social media, I call myself the okra whisperer <laughs> because I'm always forcing people to try okra raw. Oh, um, have you ever tried okra? Gosh, I have. No one's whispered that to me before. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I am whispering it to you now, and I hope to see you this summer. Oh my goodness! So that I can um, force that upon you as well. <laughs> but okra um, is extremely resilient. Um, you plant this beautiful plant, and you can almost just walk away, especially in this particular zone, and it just—it's just magical. The entire plant. From the flower to the stem, it it's medicinal. Um, it's just it's wonderful. So I will be growing a ton of okra, and um, a lot of Black people love okra. So <laughs> I, I will definitely be growing a lot of okra. Are mm-hmm. are you know in our, our last couple minutes, you know what is there a barrier that some people have? You know whether it's trying okra or getting their hands dirty. How do you bring people through maybe some of their discomfort or not sure if they could if they could do this? Yeah, I think um, I think just my personality and who I am, they just feel as if they can trust me. I've never had anyone say, no, I'm not trying that. I'm already I, thinking of trying okra for yeah, the first I know time. You, I know you are. <laughs> and that's what happens. That's what happens. And that is the ex- that's the exact experience that I am expecting the participants to walk away with. No, it's the encouragement, it's the mm-hmm. skills, it's the style. You you clearly bring all of that to this this wonderful kind of program. Mm-hmm. Leah Lee is the founder of Growing Food, Growing People. It's an organization that teaches people to connect with the, sto- the soil, the food, and their communities, and she's getting ready for her first eight-week course that's coming up in the spring. We'll have more information on that on our website at stlpr.org. And, um, you know, Leah, we're so excited to see what you grow from this project. Thank you so much for having me. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.